Hi, listeners. Welcome to the She Speaks Life podcast, a weekly encouragement where we share our God stories. I'm your host, Jamie Elizabeth, and I am so glad you are spending time with us today to listen. Hi, listeners. Welcome to She Speaks Life podcast. I'm so glad you're here today. I have a very special guest. Her name is Alex Hart, and I met her through church one day, and she has just been a special friend ever since, and we really got to know each other through our women's ministry group and just pouring in each other's lives and praying for the season that she was in at the time. Hi, Alex. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I'm so glad you're here. We're here talking about forgiveness and God's goodness, and Alex just has a wonderful God story about truly forgiving people who we often find it's hard to but with god's help and god's love we can so i'm just going to have alex begin with her story on forgiving somebody when it was really hard at the time to do so so a little backstory i was living in austin and uh, my parents growing up we moved from place to place country to country my mother she came from a family um, divorced parents and it was during the time that divorce was not a very well accepted in the community and in society to be divorced and so she was uh, growing up without a father and her mother was not very kind towards um, my mother's father my grandfather and i remember being with my grandmother and we cannot mention his name so I remember growing up not being able to be around my my grandfather mm-hmm. and um, as time would pass there were some traits that I noticed from my mother that she wasn't very forgiving and made it difficult so fast forward 13 almost 14 years ago um, I was married and I moved from Austin. I thought Austin was the smallest town that I had <laughs> ever lived in, but we moved to, to Atlanta and this is where he grew up and it was on a ranch. And uh, so we built our home there. 10 years ago, my children were born and we had boy girl twins. And uh, so we had this life living on a ranch. We would go to church and had our church family. I led Bible studies, he led Bible studies. So everything on the outside looked like it was perfect. Right. So then what happened about almost two, it's been over two years now, he allowed somebody to hurt me and it was in front of one of her children and it was very ugly. So I struggled with it, didn't quite understand. And uh, so through this time also, we were living on his family ranch. He had to obey his parents still and we were under his parents' control. And so I had asked him several times if we can move, move away from the ranch. We didn't have, we couldn't really make decisions for our family without his parents interference Mm -hmm. and so it was very difficult but like i said on the outside it seemed like we had a perfect family Mm -hmm. so last the beginning of last year there was a group of men 
that went hunting on the ranch. And so he was one of the guides, him and his brother do guided uh, hunts on the ranch. And uh, so this group of men, they go out there and they were from a church here in Austin. And through a conversation, it came out that one of them bought my parents' house from Austin. Well, what they didn't realize is that going back into my mother, you know, speaking about forgiveness, her relationship with her father, there was some issues with uh, the mother. And well, we had an estranged relationship and we had not spoken to each other for about 12 years. Mm. And so to bump into somebody who had purchased my parents' house. This is my mom and dad who I had not spoken to in 12 years. Oh, wow. So they invited us over to church. It was just very strange, you know, for out of all the places that they could have gone hunting, they chose to go hunting, and it happened to be the ranch where one of the (laughs) men had purchased my parents' house. And I don't believe in coincidences. So that was a little bit too much. Yeah. So... They invited us over to church, and I was like, we have to go. What, mm-hmm. what does this mean? Yeah. So we show up to church the following Sunday. I was a Sunday school teacher, and it just happened, coincidence, mm-hmm. that I was not going to teach that Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so my, it was my one chance to go. So we show up to church, and now we lived in a very small town few churches and uh, it was the typical pastor up there with his coat and tie and we all sang from the hymnals and Mm -hmm. it was a retired community so there was a lot of older men and women and so it was more of your very old old traditional church maybe from the 1920s not sure but somehow got stuck in the 2000s here Mm -hmm. and so we show up at this church and Well, the first thing that caught my attention, how loud the music was. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. I didn't realize I was walking into a rock concert, but okay, here we are. You know it's loud when they provide earplugs in a little basket that you can choose to put in your ears. And I used one. Did you? I did. I had to put some earplugs in. Like, wow. Yeah. Um, I don't anymore. Yeah. I've gotten used to it. And, uh, And then the pastor... Walks up in skinny jeans and a Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) At that point, I checked out and started my grocery list. (laughs) But the more he preached, the more he grabbed my attention. Mm -hmm. And I started feeling the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And uh, I remember listening to how we're just following along, following along, and then suddenly God catches our attention. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you've got my attention now. What, <laughs> what, what is it? Mm-hmm. And I went home thinking something's not right. Mm. Something is not right in our lives, and I couldn't explain what it was. Mm-hmm. So my prayer was, and it, it became my prayer almost every day, Lord, just reveal to me what my sin is. Reveal to me what our sin is so that we may be able to provide a safe haven for our children. Mm. Something just didn't feel right. I didn't know. You know, part of it maybe went back to what had happened a couple of years ago. And Mm. uh, so, but I just, I couldn't really pinpoint what the problem was. Right. And I kept praying and I kept praying. And the more that I prayed about it, things started 
collapsing around us. Mm. And our marriage, which was not very strong, just simply fell apart. Mm-hmm. We started going to marriage counseling and we just did nothing. Yeah. And so as I'm pushing forward and I'm praying and I'm praying, January 2nd, I got served divorce papers. So here I am, a stay-at-home mom, homeschooling our children, living on a ranch. And now I'm like, Lord, I've been praying. And this is this is not fixed. This is not creating a safe haven for our children. Right. This This is not right. No. So I'm reaching out to everybody and I'm like, please pray for our marriage. Pray mm-hmm. for a miracle that things will be healed, that, you know, what's broken will be mended. And I'm looking for a, just a huge miracle. It's going to be a big miracle. And in the meantime, I know that he has always had a full dependency on his parents, mainly on his mother. If you've ever seen the sitcom, Everybody Loves Raymond, that was my life. So she, um, his mother had basically full control and she did what, uh, she felt she needed to do. She had a very controlling personality, has always been that way. And uh, I am headstrong too. And mm-hmm. so it didn't always go very yep. well. Clashed a little. It sure did. It <laughs> sure did. I wanted to be the one explaining to my children about life and let it be something that their dad and myself, we would just embrace mm-hmm. it and tell um, our kids, And except she had a different plan. She wanted to be the one to tell them everything and she felt the need to talk to my daughter who was at the time eight years old to tell her about the birds and the bees and mm-hmm. wow. inappropriate yeah See um, in very graphic manner wow. so like okay here we are homeschooling our kids to shield them but yet, yeah <laughs> we got grandma what? we got grandma yeah well she's yeah the granny way. yeah <laughs> so so here we are, we're now in the middle of divorce and, you know, he was very clear, you are to, I was to use his attorney and to do as him and his attorney tell me what to do, otherwise I would lose everything. Mm. I immediately contacted some family members that I had, my, my family's from Chile and so I had contacted some of them, which they immediately contacted my parents. And by the next day, so January 2nd, I was served divorce papers by January the 3rd, my parents were on the phone. Mm. I mean, that immediately mended that relationship. There was then forgiveness that Mm. happened almost instantly at that point. Whatever Mm. our issues were in the past healed and they turned around, my father, my dad, he was like, no, you're not going to use his attorney Mm -hmm. and we're going to find you somebody. And they immediately hired somebody to represent me. Mm -hmm. So just that it was already something that God was taking care of. Now he, God hates divorce, but he doesn't hate the people that are in it. Right. And uh, so it got very ugly at the beginning. He would threaten to take the children away from me. His parents were pretty ugly as well about certain things that they were doing and what they were telling the children. So as time would pass by, and you know, we live in a very small community, very small town. So our close-knit families that they were our friends kind of scattered. Mm. And uh, so it kind of left me, you know, some of the wives, they would help me and pray for me. And 
um, they actually sent me to to counseling, mm-hmm. and that was a godsend. Yeah. So I started with a Christian counselor, and one of the things that he would harp on was forgiveness. Mm. And I'm looking at him. Excuse <laughs> me. Yeah. I didn't do anything. I, you know, he's the one that has done all these things to me. And, you know, he's the one that served me divorce papers and he's trying to take my children away from me. And you want me to forgive him? Right. Can we just pause? (laughs) Please pause that button. Yeah. And, and uh, if I do, it'll be later, not right now. Not, yeah. not, not, no. not, not right now. Not no. happening. <laughs> and uh, so there was a bit of digging of heels at that moment. Well, I turned to my children and I looked at them and they had no control over any of this. Right. And dad is yelling, mom is crying. Um, they don't understand mm-hmm. what what is happening. So I turned to them and my concern was their faith. I knew who God was. I didn't understand why he was allowing this, but I still have faith that he's going to see me through this. What it's going to look like and how he was going to fix our marriage, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I turned to my kids and I told them, okay, guys, I know that you don't have control over what's happening right now, but I'm going to give you control over where we go to church. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking in the back of my mind, please let it be close by. And let it be either this church or this other church, but not that one here in town. Because mm-hmm. I know that that particular church, they like to talk. And the next thing I know, both in unison, picked out the church that we had visited a couple of times last year. Wow. And I'm looking at them. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, that is an hour and a half away. Yeah, the furthest one. Can we pick something closer? Yeah. Can we pick something closer? I don't know anybody in that church. Yeah. And besides, that is where your dad's clients are at. So, no. Mm -hmm. And my son, who was very quick, responded, but mommy, you told us we could pick wherever we go. Yeah. Right. So, okay. (laughs) All right. It's on you. If you get up early, (laughs) just in case, if you get up early, then we can go. But otherwise, we're not going to church. We'll go somewhere here close by. And every Sunday, they would get up early, Mm -hmm. and we would make that hour and a half drive, and we made it. And so my initial plan was to drop off the kids and then show up quietly in the back and show up late, and then leave early, go get the kids and leave. And yeah. we were just going to be in and as out. invisible <laughs> yeah. as possible. That was my plan. Yes. Except that the second Sunday that I'm there, I'm getting ready to leave quietly, and your husband <laughs> stopped me. Yes, he did. And said, um, where is your husband? And I started crying. Mm-hmm. And... He, uh, he he just couldn't understand why is this woman crying. Right. I just asked her where her husband is at. Right. <laughs> and so he immediately took me to, over to somebody to, to pray for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so at that moment, I didn't have a choice but to say, okay, this is what's going on. And then I was surrounded by all these amazing people reaching out to me, texting me, calling me, reaching out every Sunday, praying for me and the children. And just a wonderful community. I really got to experience what church community 
was like. And for months and months, they prayed and prayed and prayed. Yeah. And then they would ask me, Alex, what do you need? And my response would be, I need prayer. No, what else do you need? I'm like, right now it's prayer. Mm -hmm. So we went along with this. And in the meantime, my counselor keeps talking to me about this thing called forgiveness. So as I'm going through it, I'm looking at my children and I've, I had to learn to forgive their father for what he had done for their sake. Mm-hmm. And little did I know that it was for my sake as well. Right. Yeah. I had to forgive him. And almost every Sunday, I kept hearing the pastor say, lean into God. And mm-hmm. he's explaining what leaning into is. Well, I'm an independent person. I can take care of myself. Right. I don't need anybody's help. Yeah. <laughs> I've got it covered. Yeah. It's often harder when we already have that personality yes. in place. And I have been that person who has yeah. helped, you know, single moms, that I've helped different charities, yeah. that I've led different organizations, that I've led a charity event. I was not going to be charity. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not a good feeling if, when you're used to taking care of yourself and you're independent and you've just kind of done things your way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I know what I want. I mm-hmm. know that I can get it. Mm-hmm. However, as the divorce proceeded and I realized that there was no fixing of a marriage... I found myself in that position where, oh, I am that single mom. Mm -hmm. I am in that position. And I can no longer, for their sake, not accept the help. Right. And so it was complete surrender. And it was a very humbling experience. And my prayer became, God, just bring to us what we need. Take away what we don't. And definitely take away anything that will take us away from you Mm. just bring us what is going to bring us closer to you and I'm looking at my children and I want to make sure that they for their entire life they have had everything that they wanted yeah and even what they didn't want we Mm -hmm. still gave it to them so I was just trying to be very cautious with them and so I did anytime that somebody helped us out I always made sure that my children knew this is a help that we have received and we were to thank that person i didn't want them to think that it was coming from myself mm-hmm. i wanted them to know that it was coming from god and how god was using other people to help us right so um it came down to the point to where i accepted the help mm-hmm. and within it was just amazing how God just quickly started working once I surrendered and once I allowed that to happen and once I completely leaned into him in less than a week I already had employment a place where I could live a church community that was gathering around and in five days they furnished the entire place (laughs) it was a three-bedroom a loft a dining room, living room, even a utility room. Everything got furnished. Every single need was taken care of. Amazing. That is so awesome. I love how the church community just 
got together and linked arms and provided you with all of that care. That is just a phenomenal story. I love that. So my prayers became, I hear this often so much where, oh, I can't pray that for myself Mm. or I can't ask God to help me with this aspect. And my prayer started changing for instead of praying for my children or praying for, you know, the single mom that needed help or for somebody who, you know, suffering an illness, I started not only praying for that, but then also praying for my children and myself mm-hmm. and for provision. And also I would pray, you know, the enemy, the enemy is so good at attacking us. Where does he attack us? If he wants to attack our society, he is going to attack us through our families. Right. And what a better way than to attack us through through the fathers, through the husbands. Mm-hmm. This is the window. This is where they get um, our children have a vision of who God is. Mm-hmm. And so I had to protect my children from what their father was doing and what he was causing and trying to protect them to protect their faith and to um, strengthen their relationship with the Lord. And uh, so praying for that, praying for, for their father, praying for the words to be confused. If, they, if he was going to say something that was going to hurt my children, then for the speech to be confused. Mm-hmm. And if the speech was not confused and it was going to hurt my children, then for their hearing to be confused. Mm. And there are times that I will ask for, Lord, if you don't want me to hear that, just confuse my hearing or confuse their speech. If I'm not supposed to say it, confuse my speech. Yeah. And, oh my, uh, what an amazing prayer to confuse the speech, to guard their hearts, the kids' hearts and minds so that they won't hear something they were not supposed to hear and just confuse the words. I mean, I love that prayer. That That's amazing. And what I got to see is that we went from our children coming back to me with stories of what their grandfather or grandmother had said to them or what their dad had told them to then they were coming home. It's like, oh, we had a great time. Mm-hmm. And then nothing had been said. Nah. And either nothing had been said or they did not hear it. Yeah. I don't know. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, right. As long as it yep. did not reach their heart, I was happy. That's so and cool. And so that is how God started answering that prayer. Yeah. That my children are no longer listening to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so yes, I do pray for <laughs> speech to be confused or the hearing yeah. um, to be it. lost during the time. That's the best prayer. So, That's so cool. So I did start praying for that. Mm-hmm. And, and how forgiveness became easier for me was leaning into God. When I leaned into Him... And it was him when I could clearly see that he was providing for us Mm. that I no longer had to rely on people, on friends or family. God would bring the right people into our lives to take care of us. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I I do like things to coordinate and I do like (laughs) for things to look pretty. But I prayed, Lord, just 
bring to us what we need, what is going to bring us closer to you. And uh, so I had some very special pieces that I was bringing with me. I had a oil painting. This was my grandmother's oil painting, the last one that she painted before she passed away. I had a special rug. Um, like I said, my family's from Chile and an aunt had given me this special rug. And then another lady had given me this other rug that was very special. And it's interesting as the furniture came in mm -hmm. and I mean, we're talking, it was furnished within five days. Within five days. And it was just from everybody locally in the community giving away a couch. One family had a table. It's not like you got all five pieces from one house. It was just no. sporadic. Yeah, pieces Literally of furniture. A friend of mine. So I had, at the time, I had the suburban that I had been driving for the past six years. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine was like, "Oh, I just bought a trailer a week ago. You want to borrow that?" <laughs> and we would go from place to place. Poor Shannon. Here we are. Okay, we're going to this address now. Okay, this lady is donating a lamp. Let's yeah. go pick up the lamp. This lady is donating beds for the kids. This lady is donating a dresser. And so here mm. we are picking up. So next thing I know, and what's so funny, how God just takes care of our needs and our wants and desires. My children had asked for bunk beds for as long as they could say a word right and um, I think that's always a childhood dream there yeah. so their grandmother had said absolutely not no bunk beds she thought that they were going to jump off the top and I just listened to her and next thing I know there's bunk beds being donated and well their grandmother's not around so I said sure yeah <laughs> kids want bunk beds now they get bunk beds mm. well my daughter ends up with a teal bedroom I'm like well I think she likes purple and pink, teal. Okay. God, this go. is what you you got her. <laughs> yeah. Turns out that my daughter's favorite color is teal. Oh. I had no idea, but wow. now I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, she had always mentioned purple and pink, but maybe that was more of me instilling that in her and yeah. decorating everything purple and pink because that's what all girls like. I did not realize that teal is her favorite color. Yeah. And that's her bedroom. And they change over years, too. Every year is a new color with girls, usually. But, yes. So, so it she, changed to teal. And she her... squealed and loved it. Wow. And then my son, yeah. he got bunk beds, too. And he was so excited. He couldn't decide if he was going to sleep in the top bunk, bottom bunk. He decided to convert the bottom bunk into um, a tent. And Yeah, of he, course. Yeah. A fort. Yeah, Why fort. not? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Um, I've been shot a few times uh, walking yeah. down with his Nerf gun at some time out. But uh, so he yeah. loves it and he has this sport thing going on. And uh, so up in their loft is my aunt's red rug. And well, that's a very difficult piece to match. But one of the couches that was donated is red. So and crazy. it matches just crazy. Great. Awesome. So yes. downstairs, it was donated a green and a red couch. Mm. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm not sure how this is going to be put together. Well, one of the rugs that um, this lady from Chile had donated, it's a red and green wow. autumn color, yeah. which is the exact same colors of this love seat and ottoman that was donated 
and it pulled it together. It looks perfect. My grandmother's painting, there were some pieces that were donated that matched the exact same colors of that painting. Wow. And uh, so, yes, God does pay attention to details. Yes, he does. Um, my kids walked in and they, you know, they have lived on a ranch the entire life. Mm. They were used to the home that, that they lived in. So I wasn't sure what it was going to look like when they walked into a third of the square footage of what they're used to. Right. And they walked in. They loved it. It mm. felt like home for them. Yeah. They um, knew I had already told them. This is what the community church, our community church, had put together. Mm-hmm. It was a place of love, mm. and it has been a place of love ever since. So neat. And everything that I need, Austin is a very large town. Yeah. Everything that I need is is within a five-mile radius. Mm. And so, of course, the first thing that we picked was the church. Right. Church is... 4.4 miles away. <laughs> My job, um, which is important, mm-hmm. is 2.7 miles away. <laughs> nice. Kids' school is a mile away. <laughs> Grocery mm-hmm. store, two miles. Uh, I, everything is right there. It's like hand-picked by God. Each, Absolutely. Each one. That place where we moved into was the only place available that mm. was a three-bedroom that would be available before school started. Wow. I didn't have a choice. It was yeah. that place or that place. Yeah. Yeah. And we faced the green belt. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives them that feel that, no, we're not living on the ranch anymore, but they get to see green. Yeah. And they open the they windows. Get, yeah. There's that green space that they're used to. Mm-hmm. So God knew exactly where we needed to be at in order to find that safe haven that I had been praying for mm-hmm. over a year ago. Wow. Amazing story. So I wanted to get back to when you said leaning into God. What did you do exactly to lean into God? And what brought you through the forgiveness? What what were the steps that you took to get to the point where you felt like, okay, like I truly do forgive? So I had been a stay-at-home mom for for six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I did work the first few years of, of their lives. So to to be a stay-at-home mom, there is a sense of leaning into your husband. He is going to be the caregiver, the caretaker, and who's going to be the provider. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was looking at him to take care of all those needs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... When our divorce was finalized, he left with no provision. There was nothing, there was no vehicle, no home, no furniture. I mean, nothing. Mm -hmm. Empty accounts. And so what I had to do was completely surrender to God. God, I don't know where tomorrow's meal is going to come from, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to trust in you that you're going to take care of it. And it was to stop leaning into people for help right it was strictly leaning into god mm-hmm. and so how that was answered was okay god i don't know where i don't know where i'm going to get the furniture i have a blow-up mattress and mm-hmm. i have two cots so yeah. that's what i'm walking into and next thing i know one of the ladies from church mm-hmm. alex 
it's time to, we're ready to take care Mm -hmm. of your physical needs. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this is a church that had been praying for us for half a year already, even longer than that. Right. And so I'm like, okay, I'm walking into an empty apartment. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, then let's make a list. Mm -hmm. And so that got taken care of. I would get a call or a Mm -hmm. text. I've got this. Can you use it? I'm like, sure. That would be great. Thank you. So basically, as you were leaning in, you surrendered, which means I'm in full trust, God, that you are in full control. I'm trusting in you. And along the way, he was confirming his provision by working through the women in the church, providing you sources resources furniture yeah that's amazing uh, i'm you know i'm like okay lord i don't have a way to go buy groceries Mm -hmm. so how are you gonna help me and then the phone would ring hey alex i'm here at the grocery store tell me what do you need wow text it to me god is good a friend would call me Um, and you know, I'm at church and one of the ladies was like, okay, did you move into your place already? I'm like, yes. And, uh, and then I told her, you're not going to believe it, but the church community furnished it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's all, and she was, um, she was a little disappointed. She goes, oh, but I had furniture for you. Oh (laughs) no, all that is taken care of. And so then she asked me, well, have you filled your pantry yet? I'm like, no, I haven't yet. And then she's like, well, here, let me give you money. And I'm like, no, I'm okay. Wow. And so she gets, she empties out her wallet, which had I not accepted that at that point, the following week, that's when we go to our final um, settlement of the divorce. I walked away with nothing. Had I not accepted that money, I would have had no money for groceries and gas. Wow. For the next few weeks until... Yeah, my employment paid for. Right. So God was right there. Yeah. Because you're just starting out in your job. Mm Mm-hmm. God knew. And so any time that I had a problem or a concern, I'm like, okay, God, here it is. I'm giving it to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how I'm going to get clothes for the kids for for school. Mm -hmm. They've outgrown everything. And I can't tell them to stop growing. No. And then... (laughs) Much as we'd like to. (laughs) Can I put a brick? Yeah. Can they stop? And uh, so next thing I know, a dear friend calls me. She's like a surrogate mom to me. She's been there for the past 13 and a half years of my life. She's been there. And she sees Sarah and Jonathan as their her surrogate grandchildren. Aww. She's like, okay, Alex, what weekend are we going shopping? No. Like, excuse me? Yeah. He's like, yes, we're going to go shopping and we're going to shop until you drop. Yeah. And we did. Oh she bought gosh. all the clothes for That's the kids. So neat. Took care of everything and then filled our pantry. Wow. And so I really. So cool. I was able to just give it to God, stop worrying about it. Yeah. And he rewards, right? He did. When we just walk in obedience, and part of the obedience is surrendering and trusting in him, and he rewards the obedient, right? Another thing that Mm -hmm. I've noticed through this journey is that he also rewards when we give him all the glory yes so one of the things that I committed myself to because I've been on the other side where I'm helping somebody 
And then I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Not that I need to know, but I just simply don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just praying and I'm hoping that their needs were taken care of. And uh, so I'll sometimes double check everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you need anything? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would get an answer. Sometimes I didn't. So I never knew if the prayers had been answered. And so um, I was just, okay, God, you know, you asked me to do it. I did it. And mm-hmm. now I'm going to walk away. And so one of the things that I committed myself to is I'm going to share. I'm going to share my walk. I'm not going to stay quiet about it um, because it, it, it just wouldn't, I wouldn't be giving God the glory. Right. And so as the prayers got answered, then mm-hmm. I would turn around and say, you're not going to believe it. Yeah. Taking care you of did. It. You did. You text every time. So one yeah. of the things that I had not <gasps> shared about. So, okay, so the furniture was being provided, and just the generosity was very humbling. Back in college, the very last time that I was at a laundromat, I got robbed. (laughs) So I was thinking, okay, okay, Lord, I I will go to the laundromat. I'm okay. But if at all possible, (laughs) could we please get a wash and a dryer so that I don't have to go to the laundromat? Right. And then next thing I know, not only was a washer and a dryer provided, but it actually sings this beautiful music when yeah. it's done. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what is that beautiful music? Oh, my laundry's done. Let me go take care of it. Hey, I saw that washer and dryer. It's pretty amazing. It is spiffy. I didn't think that a washer and dryer could be pretty, but they are yeah, pretty. Yeah, it's a nice one. <laughs> and it yeah. sings pretty music, too. So the forgiveness, what what... What did you do to get to that point? So God took care of every single need. So I was able to see now, just to finally understand what that Christian counselor was telling me. (laughs) That we are all God's daughters and sons. Yes. Okay. He forgives all of us. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I no longer looked at their father as the person who had hurt me mm. but i looked at him with the eyes of a mother mm. he is god's son and he's mm-hmm. also the father of my children and uh, so it was god is going to provide for us god is going to take care of our needs so i no longer have to depend on their father to take care of these needs right and so it made forgiveness so much easier when i could see where provision was coming from Mm. provision was coming love and provision was coming from god not from people right god was using people was using Mm -hmm. uh, the church to take care of it to to show his love and provision and so I was able to forgive him mm-hmm. for what he had done to me, for what, how he made a decision for a divorce instead of fighting for marriage and just let it go. And yeah. so now my conversations with him are a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I understand it doesn't say to forget. So right. I am cautious. Right. I am careful. But at the same time, I don't have to be bitter. I don't have to 
be angry. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help me. It doesn't help my children. Right. And uh, so I am able to forgive him. I'm able to have a conversation regarding the children mm-hmm. and uh, keep him updated. First day of school, I sent him a picture of the kids. Mm-hmm. And so keep him in loop when it regards the children. Right. And not only forgiveness towards him, but then there's forgiveness towards just in general. You know, I'm living in Austin now, so there's that crazy commute. Yeah. Vehicles can get the drivers. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's the everyday forgiveness. Right, right. God is taking care of us. God is taking care of my children, mm-hmm. taking care of me. So I no longer see people as either an opportunity or a hindrance, but I know now where love and provision is coming from. God is going to use people. He's going to send the people my way mm-hmm. and in my children's way. And so I can easily forgive those that have hurt us. Yeah. Because God continues to send people in our lives to take care of us, mm. to show his love. And that was another prayer that I had. I was like, God, so God hates divorce. Mm-hmm. He doesn't hate the people in it. Right. And uh, so it's just, it's a very ugly place. Mm-hmm. It's a very ugly situation to be in. Right. And so one of the prayers was, God, I need to feel your love. Mm-hmm. I want to feel your love. I need to know that you're there. And he sent an overabundance of people to just love on us. Yes. Yes, he did. And it was, it was truly amazing. And this That's is so from the church community to friends and family everywhere that the love was overpowering. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. There was there was no room for bitterness and anger. No. <laughs> I mean really we can go two ways, you know, down that hardened calloused path of anger, malice, bitterness, or we can go and lean into Jesus. And that's what you did was lean into Jesus and then therefore God just gave you all his love and there's the forgiveness towards me as well because there's the days that i'm not very forgiving i don't feel good about a particular situation right and i fall right into it and then okay i need Mm -hmm. to forgive yeah and it starts with forgiving myself first and then forgiving the person that hurt me Mm. and uh and then just moving on yeah moving on and then praying for that person that hurt me Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I do pray for their dad. Yeah. And uh, and I pray for, for his family. So good. What a influential story that you have just shared on just showing how important it is to forgive people and to look at them the way God sees them. And that's, I believe, the first step. And then praying for them increases our forgiveness because Absolutely. then we're allowing the Lord's love and power to work through us to mend um, the hurt and the wounds. And just such an amazing story on God's goodness and how he just unfolded just every day his loving kindness and his goodness towards you and providing for you and just saying look who I am I'm your God I'm your father I'm the one that will take care of you I just love how this is going to speak to so many people's hearts and we just have to surrender and trust him 
and he he shows up for us so i just love that you came on here and shared your story thank you so much for listening today i trust that god has encouraged you through this message for more information on this ministry and to access free downloads please visit my website at jamieelizabeth.com and sign up. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Jamie Elizabeth She Speaks Life. That's J-A-Y-M-E Elizabeth She Speaks Life. Until next time, my friends, I pray God reveals himself through your own life story.